Welcome to Take Notes, SMB Global Rating Structured Finance Podcast and the credit event of your day. Tune in as your hosts, Jim Manzi and Tom Shoplocker, explore hot topics across the structured finance and global markets. Welcome to Take Notes. This is Jim Manzi, and today we have a, a real treat. Both of your hosts are going to be on the podcast. Uh, with me is Tom Shoplocker. Hi, Tom. Hi, Jim. Uh, today's topic, and I should mention today is August 4th, 2022. Um, today's topic will be the health of U.S. consumers. We recently published a slide deck on this very topic. It covers consumer ABS, housing and RMBS, and non-agency multifamily on the CMBS side. But to begin, um, we should have an overview of the current macroeconomic conditions. So Tom, take it away. Well, after peaking at almost 15% in April 2020, the unemployment rate has retreated to the low levels we enjoyed prior to the pandemic. That said, the labor market is suffering from its own supply chain bottlenecks, with the labor force participation rate at a 45-year low of roughly 62%. As of the second quarter, we've experienced a technical recession, meaning we've had two consecutive quarters of economic contraction. However, it is an unusual recession, if it is indeed one, given the strong labor market, and we'll just have to wait and see how things play out. Perhaps the biggest economic story right now is the inflation rate. The CPI started to increase sharply in March of 2021, and by March of 2022, its growth exceeded 8%. As of June of this year, the seasonally adjusted annual change in CPI was 9% the highest rate in over 40 years. The high rate of inflation is almost certainly the main driver of the downward drift in consumer sentiment. For the past year or so, consumer sentiment has decreased and now approaches lows not seen since the wake of the global financial crisis. Note too that while wage growth is strong, it fails to keep up with inflation. So in real terms, Wages are, in fact, broadly decreasing. On the bright side, the consumer is in relatively good shape in terms of debt load. The percentage of household income used to service debt reached an all-time low in the first quarter of 2021, and that's due to reduced consumer activity during the pandemic. So decreased spending coupled with federal stimulus packages increased disposable income. Consumer debt outstanding, as of the first quarter of 2021, was $15.8 trillion. Of that total, $11.2 trillion was mortgage debt, which has risen sharply in recent years due to the record home price appreciation that I'll discuss shortly. I'll now turn things over to Jim, who will cover consumer ABS. Yes, thanks, Tom. So what we're seeing is most ABS sectors are continuing to exhibit stronger performance than before the pandemic, which reflects many positive uh, impacts from federal stimulus, other government assistance, as well as that economic bounce back that took place. Uh, However, uh, these positive impacts are beginning to fade. And one thing we see is auto loan delinquencies have returned to pre-pandemic levels. Now, we believe performance will likely continue to normalize in the coming months, but it could deteriorate further based on the high inflation that Tom was talking about earlier. 
uh, we believe that the strength of the labor market, uh, employment, is likely the linchpin that will determine whether this performance normalizes and or worsens. Now, to go a little bit further into detail, uh, one thing we are seeing on the auto loan side is that recoveries are remaining historically high, and that's both subprime and prime. On the credit card side, uh, we are still expecting stable rating performance over the 12 months, or uh, the following 12 months, I should say. Um, however, uh, persistent inflation, if it does lead to an entrenched recession and increased unemployment, then obviously we would expect that performance to deteriorate. On the student loan side, legislators are continuing to publicly discuss uh, federal student loan forgiveness. Should any of this emerge, uh, it has the potential to generate significant one-time prepayments in FFELP ABS trusts. Uh, right now, the average balance per borrower is slightly over 26000 on those obligations. Uh, with that, I'm going to pass it back to Tom, who will cover housing and RMBS. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, home price appreciation is at record levels in the U.S., and the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller U.S. National Home Price NSA Index grew 19.7% year-over-year between May 2021 and May 2022. There are many different drivers of this home price appreciation, notably the imbalance between supply and demand, and also the relatively low mortgage rates, which have made home prices more affordable than they might otherwise be. However, the recent increase in mortgage rates suggests that there will be some downward pressure on home price growth in the future. Uh, the most likely outcome will be a normalization such that price growth falls more in line with the historical levels of around 5% annualized growth. Of course, some regions could see price declines. In terms of the performance of the residential mortgage-backed securities that we rate, Delinquencies have come down substantially from the uh, high levels during the pandemic. Also interesting is that the prepayment rates have dropped, and this is largely due to the fact that interest rates are going up and the incentive to refinance is no longer there, at least to the same extent. And with that, I'll pass it back to Jim, who will tell us about commercial mortgages. Thank you. So one place where... Um... We see the impact to the consumer and CMBS is on the uh, non-agency multifamily market. And what we observed there was during the early part of the pandemic, delinquencies rose from uh, pretty low levels, under 1% to just north of 2%, and hovered there for about a year. And then starting in, say, early 21, they came back down quite a bit. Uh, what we think happened there was that the very strong home price gains, not to mention the uh, the longer times to um, save a down payment on a house, um, likely contributed to um, forcing that rent buy decision um, back strongly in favor of renting. We believe these trends are likely to continue along that vein with the increased demand for multifamily. Um, we saw from the first quarter of 21 until the first quarter of 22, a pretty substantial rise in the occupancy rate. 
and we even saw market rent um, increase to kind of new post-GFC highs. Okay, and with that, Tom, I'll pass it back to you to cover any remaining items. Well, we've gone through the deck at a high level. Uh, I do encourage you to download it from our website, www.spglobal.com forward slash ratings. It's called U.S. Structured Finance Snapshot, The Health of U.S. Consumers. And while we didn't have time to cover it here, partly because it's a little dry to go over on a podcast, we also have a section that covers rating trends and we present base case scenarios for the different asset classes that we rate. And we also contemplate a downside scenario. And so we'll catch you next time on Take Notes. To subscribe to Take Notes or to view our analyst research, go to spglobal.com forward slash ratings. Thank you for listening to Take Notes with Jim Manzi and Tom Schopflocker. 